You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Esther, we're so good to have you. We are audacious. We are one church, multiple campuses. And it's so good. One thing I love about our church, our house, is that you can walk into any campus and feel right at home. So if you're from Manchester and other campus, we want to make you feel at home today. We love you. Thank you for being with us. But it is Christmas. It was Christmas yesterday. Did everyone have a good day? Yeah, we had a good time. How good was it seeing the kids, seeing what they had? Absolutely fantastic. What I love about Christmas is receiving gifts, but also I do, I do love receiving gifts. Not going to lie. That is probably my favorite. <laughs> but it's also giving gifts. Um, but because of the joy that it brings, right? Like how good is it when we get to see the kids bring what they've had? And we know they've had that feeling of excitement. Santa Claus is coming. Um, and that's kind of like crossover, I guess, when you have kids where you start to appreciate the giving more than receiving. Um, buying your own presents isn't as fun, I hear, Esther. Is that right? <laughs> no, but we absolutely love that. And um, it is so good for both of those, for both halves, both camps. And um, Christmas looks different for us all, right? And I'm going to bring you in to the Hardy Hall household, what Christmas looks like for us, or what it did look like. Because this year I was married and I stayed at home for Christmas morning. Yeah. I went from waking up at half five to how long can I stay in bed <laughs> before we have to drive to mum's. No, but normally for Christmas for us when we were kids, we would be so excited. Christmas Eve, it would be like this debate with mum and Michael. What time can we wake up? Can we wake up at four? No, 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 half seven. Can we wake up at five then? No, no, half seven. They'd always have this rule, half seven. I believe Ben has managed to wangle them out of that though and moved it to about half six. So Ben, you did better than me. Good. Bonza, yeah. And that's another thing that we do in our house. We always have a key word for Christmas. In this year, it was bonza. So every time we opened a present, we were going, bonza, mate. That's bonza. There we go. Ben's happy that I said that in my preach. That was my challenge yesterday. <laughs> He's happy. Come on. But yeah, we would always wake up super early. Mum would pile the presents high on the sofa. We'd all have our own sofa. And um, we'd, we'd all be super excited, wake up super early. And then, like I said, there was this crossover now where it's like, oh, stay in bed a bit longer. And it, it starts to change, doesn't it? And we, what I've started to realize is we can all do Christmas in different ways. I believe the Garrett household, they wait till they've been out all day had their dinner, and then come home and then do presents. So what time did you open your presents last night, Sam? Ten. I would be itching. I can't wait till ten. Anyone else? Uh, evening? Well, I, I want to do a poll. So who wakes up early on Christmas to open presents? The first thing you do, presents straight away. It's not as many as I thought. <laughs> Who has breakfast before presents? Breakfast before? It's a decent number. Who's like the Garrett's and waits till Boxing Day to open their presents? <laughs> yeah. 
No way. It's the first thing, I, first time I've heard of that. But I think the key thing here is we all get to decide how and when we open a gift. Don't we? We all get to choose and we can all have it our own way of how we want to open the gift. But the important thing is the gift is the same. Sam, if you'd opened the gift at half six, pretty sure it didn't change between half six and 10 p.m. What your parents wrapped for you was the same, wasn't it? And it doesn't really matter when you open it. The gift stays the same. It's really true. And, and that's what God has for us. We can all choose how we do it, but the gift remains the same. In today's message, I've called it Tear It Open. Because we're on our house, and we were always waking up super early, and I just wanted to tear it open. And uh, I want to suggest today that the gifts of God, the, the gift of Jesus um, that God gave to humanity for us, shouldn't be something that we wait to open, but it should be something that we tear open. No one leaves a gift unopened. And that's really what I want to suggest. Let's tear it open. Let's get into what God has given us, what he has for us. To give something is an expression of our love, isn't it? When we give something, we don't just give it out of reluctancy, or we shouldn't anyway. It should be out of a, oh, I love you. I'm going to give you this out of the overflow of the heart. Pretty sure my mom puts all of her love into wrapping my presents for me, seals it with a kiss. It's an expression of her love. In, uh, in John 3, 16 to 17, it says this, For this is how God loved the world. It was an expression of his love. He gave his own, one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. God's gifts are irrevocable, says that in Romans. When God gifts us something, it's never going to change. It doesn't matter if it's five o'clock in the morning, Christmas Eve, Boxing Day. It remains the same. We need to tear it open. We need to get into it. It's irrevocable. There's nothing you can do to separate you from the gifts God has given you. And that is, that is my first point, that it is a gift for you. Jesus is a gift for you. God sent his only son. He was born to die, but to first live a sinless and perfect life. And what I absolutely love about my Bible and the new year, we're doing a series in youth called My Bible. But what I absolutely love about it is how the Old Testament foreshadows the New Testament. That we can read in the Old Testament and then see the fulfillment in the New. And I love reading, one of my favorite examples of this is the story of the Passover in Exodus. Where God is, you know, he's speaking to Moses and he's saying, this is what you need to do. You need to take a lamb. You need to kill it. You need to put the blood over your post. And what that will do is that will protect you when my spirit comes to bring judgment. And I absolutely just love that picture of the blood and the lamb. And Chip Kendall, when he was here the other week, told us an amazing story of how they would actually keep the Passover lambs and how they would separate them from the herd. And that they needed to be perfect without a blemish. And they would be kept separate, wrapped in a cloth, and saved for the day of Passover. What an amazing foreshadow of the life of Jesus that is. 
And that was for you. All for you. Jesus came and he lived that for you. You are marked by the blood when you are in relationship with him. You are protected from the judgment that is given. Maybe for you, you haven't opened a present this Christmas. Maybe family are on another continent. Or they just weren't around um, to see you or you had to isolate or they had to isolate. I want to say there is a gift for you. There is a gift for you in Jesus. There is a gift for you today in community, in the family that is here. We love you. We care for you. Hang out. Let's have a coffee afterwards if you haven't seen anybody. We're not going anywhere quickly. We just want to hang out. We want to make sure that you feel like you've had Christmas, that you've been with family this year. In almost a Christian preconceived thing is when we get salvation, when we get relationship with Jesus, we almost think we've hit the jackpot, right? We're like, oh, we've got it now. I know Jesus, I've accepted it into my life. But salvation isn't the end goal, it is the start. And it is the start of a lifetime of adventure, of discovery, because what the gift of Jesus, what the gift of salvation does, is it gives way to a whole lifetime of other gifts, spiritual gifts, Gifts that you can exercise to serve, to help one another with. Don't see your salvation as a start, but see it. No, don't see it as the end. See it as the start. Don't see it as the end goal, but see it as the start because it gives birth to our spiritual gifts. When we accept Jesus into our lives, we become what God created us to be in relationship with him. The Bible says we were made in his image to be in relationship with him. So when we have that first quench of relationship with Jesus, we invite him into our heart. It is the start. It is the start of an amazing journey of discovering who we are, not in who we say we are, but in who we are, who he says we are, who God created us to be. Psalms 139, 13 says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Let's go into the new year holding on to that. Come on, let's, let's go to holding on knowing that he created me, my innermost being. He knit me together in my mother's womb. He knows everything that I am, I'm going to be, I should be. He wants me to be. And for me to live in that, to live in the full potential of who God's made me to be, I need to tear it open, right? I need to tear it open not just once, not on the day of salvation, but every day. Tear open the gift. Salvation is the gift that keeps on giving. It's not for a response moment at the end of a youth night or a service. It is a daily thing to tear open. His mercies are new every single day. Tear them open day in, day out. In this gift, this gift of salvation, the spiritual gifts that God has given you are a gift to share. They're not something to hold on to for yourself. Share them. Share them with our city, with our community, with each other, with your family. Share your gifts. 1 Peter says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them serve each other. What use is an unopened gift? What use is a gift if you're not going to open it? 
the whole joy behind the giving and the receiving is never experienced. There's just this unopened gift underneath the present. Your potential, your God-given call, who he made you to be, just left unopened. God has given you a gift and he's waiting eagerly with joy in his eyes to watch you tear it open so that you can share it with your church, so that you can share it with your family, so that you can share it with your workspace, with your colleagues, with your school young people. This doesn't have an age on it, audacious kids. God's called you to share your gifts now and not wait till you're 18 or in youth. Youth, he's not waiting till you're 25. He's calling you to tear it open now. Get 10 years above everyone else. Don't do what I did. Don't wait till you're 21 to rediscover this. Tear open. Search your salvation. Discover it day in, day out. God, what is it that you've got for me? Who is it you've made me to be? What is the mark you've put on me, God? This is what it looks like to tear open your salvation daily. I love that expression, to tear something open. It's to almost be wild, to be excited, to be like a child on Christmas morning. To know, going to bed every day going, oh, there's a new mercy for me tomorrow. Oh, my gift may be changing, but he's got a new one. He's got a new gift for me. He's got something else for me to step into. Or maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum just going, he's got a gift of salvation for me. How amazing is that? You've got a start of a whole lifetime, of a whole journey. Your first gift is salvation. Jesus, relationship. Which gives way to your spiritual gifts. Maybe you've been given a gift of hospitality. Maybe God's given you a gift of hospitality. You love having people over. Let's exercise that this year. Invite someone over after church. Start a small group. Maybe if you don't want to lead a small group, host a small group. These are all ways that we can use our gift to serve our community, to serve our church. If you have a gift of evangelism, put yourself around non-Christians. Ask God for an opportunity. God, how do I speak to this person about you? Give me someone. Who is on your heart, God? Put yourself in situations where you can evangelize. If he's given you a gift of generosity, maybe you're in a position of life where you've been abundantly blessed. You're in a place where he has given you way more than you could have asked, thought of, imagined. And you know he's calling you into a season of generosity. Obey and give. Ask him. Tear that gift open. Tear it open. God, who is it you want me to give to? Is there a family in church? Is, do I need to give it to a charity? Who do you want me to bless? How do you want me to bless? Romans puts it like this. We all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, 
then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. And if it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. It just blows all of the, <laughs> the cobwebs right out of it, doesn't it? What he's called you to do, do it. Tear it open. Don't just do it on a Sunday. Tear it open every day. Don't just do it when it feels good, when it feels right, when you feel naturally excited. It's Christmas morning. Tear open your gift. I just absolutely love that. I'm going to read it again. We all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If it's to prophesy, then prophesy in accordance to faith. It is, if it's to serve, then serve. If it's to teach, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. The important thing is to put action behind your gift, to put it into action, to change the gear, step into the new year, knowing that he created you, he knitted you together, he made your innermost being, that he is sat in heaven watching you in front of your presence. Saying, why aren't you open them? Why? I, I planned this before your mother was alive. I planned this when I gave breath to the world. Just tear it open. Step into what I've gone before you and created you to be. What I've put in front of you. Tear it open. And I want us to be a church that goes into this new year knowing that God has a gift for you. God designed something specifically for you. He created you. He knows you. He loves you. He called you apart. Let's go into this year with that perspective of God, show me what my gifting is. Show me how I can use it. Show me how I can step into it. He is sat joyfully and eagerly waiting to watch you, his son, his daughter, tear his gifts open. This is your year. 2022 is the year that you commit to go deeper and to unravel your gifts so that we can build a church which is going to change this city, so that we can create atmospheres of encounter, so that we can create a space where people can come and be healed at the front, so we can create a space where people see miracles in their day-to-day -day lives. We can see workplaces changed. But we won't see that unless you take your part of responsibility and I take my part on my responsibility, and I say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear this open daily. I'm gonna commit 10 minutes, wherever it may be, just to tear my gift open. Tear it open. Work out your salvation through relationship with Jesus. Let's tear it open. And it's so good when God speaks to us in that way because it is personal between you and him. So what I want us to do is I just want us all to stand to our feet.
And I'm believing in this next moment that we're going to create, that you are going to have a defining moment, which is going to change the way that you thought this next year was going to go. Because he has a gift for you to open. So what I want to do is I want us all just to raise our hands, maybe put them out in front of us like we're about to receive something. And I'm believing that just in a moment of near silence, that God is going to speak to you, that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you on how you can tear open your gift what you need to do to tear it open. Maybe you've already turned it open and you're looking for a space to serve. Believing right now that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you on an area where you can give, where you can evangelize, where you can operate and put your gift into action. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you in this moment. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to speak to us. To show us, to highlight an area where we can operate in our gifts. So that we can see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the gifts which you've given to this room. That you've given to every individual. I pray that you bless them. You bless their gifts that you show them, you speak to them between now and New Year. You give them a word, Lord, something to stand on going into this next year. Lord, show them the space that their gift can fill. Guys, I just want to encourage you. Spend some time asking God in your own devotional time, Tara, open. God, what does that look like for me? This isn't a one moment thing this is a moment to take into your lives to walk in daily we always tell the young people it's not a Friday night that God speaks to you it is every single day in any moment just want to create space for maybe the people that are here today that don't know Jesus, that during this message, that during your time in church today, you felt the Holy Spirit nudging you, speaking to you. You heard something that maybe just clicked in your spirit, in your mind, or maybe you just simply want to know more about this person, Jesus. You've seen the Christmas story. We've all just lived it for the last couple of weeks. And you're saying, Josh, I want to know more about Jesus. I want to know more about who he is, who he's called me to be, the gifts that he's got for me. I would like to come into a relationship with him, to get to know him on a personal level, to, for him to know me, for me to open my heart and invite him in. Then what I want you to do is I just want you to Raise your hand for me. It's just a sign so I know who I'm praying for in just a moment. I'm going to create just a little moment for this. Maybe your heart 
is beaten, you're coming to a point where you don't see any other road to take than to step into relationship with him. Matt spoke about it this morning in our prayer meeting that Jesus came to give us life and life to the full. And I know in my experience, I thought I was living life and life to the full. But why was I wrong? That when I accepted Jesus into my life and I started this amazing journey of salvation, the discovery, the adventure, how much I learned, not about myself, but about his word, about who God is, about how much he loves me, how much he loves you. So if that's you, why don't you just slip your hand up in the air for me so I know who we're praying for in just a moment. Just give me a little sign, a little wink, a nod. I'm looking around the room. I can see you. Well, church, why don't we pray this prayer together? So why don't you repeat it after me? Thank you, Jesus, for who you made me, for the gifts you've set apart for me, for the mercies that are new every day. Right now, God, I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my day today. I invite you into my 2022. God, show me how to serve. Show me how to tear it open. Show me who I need to be to see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 